everybody, it's Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to another Cornerstone Alive podcast. And this is part of our relationship series, and I hope that you've been able to listen to all of the awesome conversations that we've had with Jeff and Ning Mix. And just it's just been a wonderful time that we've been discussing relationships. And tonight, we felt it would be really awesome if we could have a young couple to come and speak with us. And I'm going to ask them a bunch of questions, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't ruin their marriage. <laughs> but I'm sure it won't. I'm sure it won't. So tonight I have with me uh, Josh and Tiffany Stanton, and all of you know Tiffany is our worship leader here at the church at Cornerstone Live. And it's been an awesome time. They've been with us since November 1st of 2019. They came back to Cornerstone from another church that they were attending. And Tiffany took over the worship lead responsibilities and just been fantastic for me. I love singing. I love leading worship, but I needed a break. And it was awesome to have um, her come back and be part of that. Tonight, though, we want to talk about relationships, and we thought it would be good to talk to a young couple, not that Jeff and Ning and Tammy and I are old, but it is a little different, uh, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm very curious to hear their insights and what they can share with all of us. So welcome, Josh and Tiffany. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And I guess what I want to, where I want to start with this is a little bit of, I like testimony. I want you to tell me, uh, tell our listeners, where did you meet and how did you know that you were the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He wants to hear this. Uh, So we met at the gym that I was working at. He came in with a rambunctious group of guys, which just so happened to be my brother and his friends. <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember what you said to me. And yeah, I guess that was it. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> so yes, that is, we met at the gym. Um, I was going to work out, but obviously, you know, ran into Tiffany and then uh, worked out a lot more than I was, you know, <laughs> originally planning on. Have um, you worked out as much since? No. <laughs> no. Um, no, but good. I should. Um, but you know, so we started going to the gym, um, weird, weirdly enough, I had never actually met Tiffany and I was friends with Trent for quite a little while. Um, and we started going there and, um, we, we just kind of became friends first. Um, uh, we didn't, you know, start a relationship right away, got to know each other. I don't know. I mean, it was a, a, a good friendship for a while and then it kind of progressed to more and more. And, you know, the old adage of marry your best friend, that's, I mean, that's exactly what happened. I think she would agree. Um, maybe not right now, but no, <laughs> no, I um, agree. Um, but no, it's, it's true. So we, um, kind of started things really slow, just becoming, getting to know each other. And then things just progressed and had very similar direction where we wanted to go in our lives and, you know, our relationships with other people, with God. Um, both of us had been in a lot of other relationships and, um, I wouldn't say a lot. Oh, okay, not a lot. <laughs> but I mean, we were in other relationships. Okay, here that, we go. <laughs> other relationships that you knew weren't going anywhere. Like, I, I don't know about you, but pretty early on, I knew that this relationship had, uh, I'm trying to think the right word, but meat to it. It was, this it's was, different. this was real. I was a vegetarian. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could, you know what I mean? Like it was, this was, this was the real thing. Like there was, there was a lot of um, seriousness to it. There was more than just an attraction. There was... You know, God was in the middle of it and from the very, very beginning. You know, we talked early on about what we wanted, you know, that we both were looking to get married. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't superficial and I, I don't know how to put that, but it was, there was a, there was a lot of, I keep saying the word meat and she was vegetarian, but there was, there was, there was a lot to this relationship. It was, it was just very serious and we both were very open from the beginning of what we wanted in our lives. Do you have anything to add to that, Tiffany? Yeah, I mean, one of the first things we talked about was that I was a little bit younger than him, so I wanted so to... So how old were you? Uh, I was only 19, I think, or 18. I was 18. I, were, I thought you were 20 when you got married. She yeah, was 20 was, when we got married, so, so you were 18. 18. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of let you know, yeah, I, I know that I'm a little bit younger, but... And I'm, how old were you, Josh? Well, if you were 18, then I was 23. 
Yeah. So we were both young, but we kind of just told each other from the get go, hey, uh, I'm looking to date somebody that I would hope to potentially see myself marrying. And if you at any point kind of was like, yeah, I know for sure that I don't <laughs> don't want to pursue this with you. then let's just be honest with each other, because why waste each other's time? It just kind of seems like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that conversation, actually. Um, yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> what did you think about that? No, it was, uh, and I don't remember who brought it up, but we were both on the same page as like, hey, like I'm at a point where this is where I want. I actually think it was Tiff that brought it up. Um, I mean, she's younger than me, but much more mature. So um, we, we kind of set that groundwork from the beginning with both of us. Like if there's a point where you don't see this progressing to the point of marriage, then don't waste my time. I think putting that groundwork from the beginning, we both knew if we were still in this, we were both in the same same point mm-hmm. with what we wanted. I would I would say from externally looking at both of you, you're both driven people. You're yes. both ambitious. We're both a Enneagram three. If you, I don't know if anybody listening knows anything about Enneagrams, but we're both a number three, which is like entrepreneurial go-getters, right. which is kind of rare for those two to actually be together. I don't know. <laughs> I would say your mother and I are very much like that. We're we're very driven people. We're very focused. We do not let things get in the way of the mission. And we, as a matter of fact, she was 18 and I was 20, I think, when we met. And we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. Sitting in my car, my 1978 Honda Civic, we just talked about everything. How do we want to raise kids? How do we do finances? How do we do this? How do we do that? Because I felt very much the same as you both just said, let's not waste time. I I didn't want to waste time. I wanted to be with the person that God had for me. And I wanted to commence that journey. And I was serious about it. You know, divorce was not an option for me. It was like, look, we we do this, we do this, and we have to figure out a way to work out all of our problems. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, when did you come to the point or the, uh, I guess, the knowing that I want to pursue this relationship? This is going to get more serious. Um, For me... and I don't know the moment, I guess, for you, but for, for me, it was a moment. We actually went back to our high school one night, and we uh, we were sitting out on the swing set over there at FCA, and we were just talking and just really enjoying each other's company and just really, like, I don't know, that night we really, I felt like we took another level of going deeper into each other's minds and what we want, and we were out there on the swings, we were just talking, and I knew that night, I was like, all right, this is the start of forever. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have that same sense, Tiffy? I, I mean, I remember the night. But I don't know if it was that night. So it was a little bit earlier for me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. I don't think there was like a moment for me that I exactly knew. But yeah, it's kind of like a different mindset for a girl because I think girls can think, okay, yeah, I, I definitely want to be with this person, but it's definitely. Our society has made it up to the guy to decide that, okay, now I go buy a ring, now I go ask her. It's kind of like up to the guy to make that next step almost. So yeah, I I don't remember like an exact moment like you did, but is that when you started ring shopping that day? No. (laughs) (laughs) So what about when did you get to the point where you were like, I'm going to ask her to marry me? When the right price ring showed up on Craigslist. (laughs) On Craigslist. Yeah, Yeah, I found that on Craigslist. (laughs) Actually, this is from Craigslist. You know, nothing's changed. We're 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 bargain shoppers. Right, I know it. And but see, I think God puts like-minded people together, not necessarily the same personalities. Because your mother and I have very different personalities. I mean, Tammy and I, she's very quiet. I'm very explosive. I mean, we're just very different. Like us. (laughs) Oh, and Josh is explosive. No, no, no. I'm explosive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was something I wanted to say, not the explosive part, but just about being like minded is that we were both raised, um, we're fortunate to be raised. Blessed. Yes. Blessed. Blessed. our, our bringing up was the same. We both actually went to the same Christian high school, Christian families. 
Um, our parents have been together for you guys, what, 40, 30, 38 years, 38 years, Your two parents weeks ago, are actually 35 or 36 years, I believe. And like finances, everything, we kind of went into it mm -hmm. the same, which I don't think a lot of people have that, um, right. opportunity. So we were definitely blessed in that, which helped a lot with the decisions that we had to make, especially when it came to finances. Cause I know finances are mm -hmm. one of the biggest, um, Right. One of the biggest. I I don't challenges. know a lot about I don't know a lot about uh, Josh's parents and how they are fiscally, but I know we are very conservative financially. We are very um, I don't want to say penny pinching, but we're very we're savers. We believe in um, bargains. We're bargain hunters too. We've always done that. I mean, actually, most of our kids' clothes were purchased at yard sales and Goodwill and uh, Salvation Army. And I don't think that's a bad thing, personally. I think that's okay. And that we just thought it's more important that um, we're frugal with what money we have, because we didn't always have a lot of money. We still don't have necessarily a lot of money, but we just believe in being frugal with those things. And I think that is something too, like you said, that was very, I think you grew up that way too, yeah, Josh. Yeah. I mean, very frugally minded. You don't have to be extravagant to show love. You just don't. Um, I know, Josh, you came to me and asked, uh, we had lunch at Applebee's. Yeah. And you wanted to formally ask me, which I thought was very nice, uh, for my daughter's hand in marriage. And do you remember what I said to you? You said, once you take it, you can't give it back. <laughs> do you remember what else I said? I remember I said, are you sure? Uh. <laughs> I said, have you met Tiffany? <laughs> do you really know what she's like? And he's like, I've seen her at her worst. And I've seen her at her best. I said, okay, let's seal the deal. Josh gave me a check for like $100,000. Yeah. And I was like, sold. When can you take the, the property? Um, but no, 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 no. There was no financial deal at all. <laughs> But, um, I mean, I did pay for lunch. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did pay for lunch. Thank you. Uh, but that was a interesting thing. I don't know if many people do that anymore, but I felt like that was a very, very important aspect of the respect for the family and for Tiffany, you know, to say, hey, I want to do this right. When you think about those fir that first year, people talk about, um, well, first of all, your wedding was beautiful, except the church was unbelievably hot that day will live forever in <laughs> yep, infamy in my head you know it's, it was so hot in there but when you think of that first year everyone says the first year's the honeymoon blah 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 all that stuff I know for uh, Tam and I it was hard <laughs> because two very strong personalities coming together it was just really difficult actually the first two years what do you have so to say I think the reason for that, maybe, I'm not sure, but we had similar experience to that. But like society does it a different way than a lot of people do today. Even a lot of Christians do it the way society does. They start dating, they move in together, and then they get married a couple years later, blah, 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 blah. Well, we did it, and I guess what some would say the ultra traditional way is we started dating and then... We literally moved in with each other the night that we got married. And that's what we did. And I think that's the way it should be done. Yes. Period. And because of that, you don't get the ins and outs. Uh, I mean, like some people break up because they've lived with each other for six months and like, yeah, I'm not getting married to this person, but you know, we're already married. So <laughs> <laughs> we had to figure it out. We're, so, the, and there were things because you didn't live yes. together. That you're like, oh, yes. I was like, do you really not shut any cabinet door after you open it? <laughs> I was just absolutely baffled that somebody could just open six cabinet doors and walk out of the kitchen. I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> so, I mean, there's little things like that that really don't ultimately matter. But I would say there was more fights in that first year than the past eight combined, honestly, because we were just getting to know each other even more and learning to live with somebody else besides my parents so. <laughs> and her parents were pretty picky <laughs> let me tell yeah. you uh, and still are actually I, actually but I, I will say this 
um, we have this problem with our kitchen cabinet doors right now. They're so old, they're not wanting to close. So we're, <laughs> and I always close the doors and Tammy, I'm going to tell on Tammy, she never closes the doors. I'm like, could you please close the cabinet door? You know, so anyway, so Josh, what, what is your per- perception of that first couple of years? I mean, exactly what she said. And we've talked about it before. So one, I mean, we did, we, we did not move in together until the night we got married. Um, we actually bought our house, um, three months before we got married and we both just agreed, um, we're going to buy he it. He said he was going to move in. I'm like, yeah. no, you're not. That is so rude. I say we are <laughs> without me. I was going to move in because I was living with my brother. I was like, I'll move in and then I'll just start sprucing it up. And she was like, no, this is our house. We're moving in together. So, um, <laughs> so no one got to live in the house. Um, so we went over and, and that was a really fun, fun part of our relationship too. So we spent, you know, three months just doing a lot of stuff to this house. It was empty. So we were able to repaint it and we did, a, we did a lot of rehab on that house. Um, and so we did that. And then the, the night we got married was the, the first night we moved into that house. And, and she's right. The, the first year, there was a lot of learning. I think the way we did it was exactly the right way of doing it. I mean, biblically, it's the right way. And there's reasons for that. So it might have been tough. And we talk about the fights. But we both knew and I, that every fight or little fight we had in that first year, we were going to figure it out. So it wasn't this fight that blew up into something huge. I think if you were just dating, I could see happen or you just, you blow up and you don't really have anything connecting you. So it's like, all right, I'm just done. I'm out. I'm giving up. Um, we knew when we got married, we were in it. So getting to these little fights and we look back now, it's like, that was I don't just, even remember why do we, why do we even care? But <laughs> it was, it was good. Like, you know, we, we learned how to, we learned how to have a, a healthy fight. Um, and we, we had quite a few of them in that first year, but like I said, I think both of us deep in our heart knew, all right, I got to figure this out. Like I got to, you know, got to see your point. And I think mm-hmm. we learned how to fight that first year, which is kind of weird mm-hmm. to say, but it's, I mean, we also learned like, you know, you can't just blow up at each other right there. And he learned what he needs to do to just let me chill for a second. <laughs> yep. yeah. And I actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I heard somebody say, I was listening to a podcast. It's this younger married couple. They were talking about like how that old adage, like don't go to sleep mad at each other. I think it's actually in the Bible too. Something like that. You have to like uh, evaluate each situation, but there's like some small fights that we've had that I don't even remember what they're about now, but you know, like the kids were doing something and we weren't able to talk about it and we go to sleep. We might be like kind of a little bit upset at each other. And then we wake up and we had time to like decompress and realize that like, well, okay, I'm sorry for doing this or you're sorry for doing that. And like, well, what were we even mad about last night? And it was time to like decompress. So I think that adage kind of depends on the time of day, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but like, it's, you have to give each other like time to think. And we, we learned how to do that is he knows that I just need like even 20 minutes to just step back and be like, okay, <laughs> let me, I'm going to blow up if I say something now. <laughs> so give me 20 minutes to decompress and we'll come back. And I promise I'll say something completely different. I think that's so important for people that are listening right now to hear that you can walk away from a fight. You can yes. walk away. You can say, look, I need some time. I still love you, but I need to get out of your face for a minute. You know what I mean? I do that. Tammy yep. does that. We don't really fight a whole lot. We did that first couple of years, but it, it, we did learn. I've, I've learned a really valuable thing, and that is to learn how to say, it was all my fault. I'm a stupid oaf. Please forgive me. <laughs> that really works. And it's usually the case. I'm just being a dummy and I need to chill because your mother is, or Tammy is just very, she's a smart, powerful woman. She knows what she wants and she's very good at execution. Not she's never tried to execute me or anything, but she's good at execution and she's better than, she's better than me at just about everything. And I, I appreciate that because I need that. That seems just like our relationship, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're both very different in your, your abilities. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. So Josh, tell me what you, what your title is and what you do. Okay. Um, so I'm our VP of pharmacy operations. So uh, I work for an independent pharmacy. There's eight pharmacies in the chain. Um, 
And so I manage each one of the stores. And then of those eight, I have part ownership in two of them. So one, I started with uh, John Kohler. He's the one who owns the rest of the company. So we started that from scratch. Uh, we just we built a business from turn, turn a bank into a pharmacy. So that was a really rewarding and exciting experience. Um, and then recently, this other one that I have ownership in, it's a it's a pharmacy kind of far out in a, in a little town. And uh, the old owner, they reached he reached out to me. He was ready to retire. And then I reached out to John because he's a business partner in one of my other stores. I kind of, we have a really good business relationship. So then he and I bought this second store together. So I guess my, it's kind of weird. I, I manage all of the stores, his and mine, um, but it gives me the opportunity to be able to own a couple pharmacies as mm-hmm. well. So your education is a pharmacist, doctor, doctor of pharmacy or yeah. pharma, pharmacological yeah. doctor, whatever that, I'm not sure what you that means. You are a doctor, yes. Yes, yeah. Dr. Josh. <laughs> um, and Tiffany, you have, gosh, you've done blogs. I don't know if you have an yeah, active blog I right do, now. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Stanton Avenue. Stanton Avenue, that's mm-hmm. right. And you did, uh, for a while, you did one called, what was it? You did I think I just had it under my name. Now, it was something... Oh, Grace. something with Grace. Yeah. Glamorize with oh, Grace. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Glamorize with Grace. It's not up now, guys. Don't go look. Yeah. <laughs> so so you've you've been interested in that. You were a wardrobe stylist with Stitch Fix, and you've done a lot of different, yeah. uh, what I would call entrepreneurial kind of things, which I think is really cool, uh, which kept you busy doing things. Uh, you've worked at those things and made money mm-hmm. at them. And then... Your children, children came yes. along. So you've been married for eight years. No, no, seven years. Seven years. Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven years. Seven. Yeah, seven years. Because we the, got married in fourteen. Right. For and Theo is five. And yes. Yes. yes we yeah. Did. Because your 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 planning was we're going to be married for two years and then we're going to have a kid and then yeah. we're going to have another kid really? and plan plan plan. You guys are really good at planning. Um, yeah. So <laughs> so you've been married for seven years. I can't yes. even believe that. I, I was like, oh my gosh, where's the time going? <laughs> so seven years you've been married. You've got two kids, and I guess I'm curious about how your relationship with each other changed. Well, and we'll do this two part. How does the work affect your relationship? Because you work a lot, Josh, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You're very busy. How does that work relationship, um, your work affect your relationship overall? From both of your perspectives. I mean, you've always had a demanding job since we've been dating. So I knew that going into it. And over time, you've added um, more responsibilities to your plate, which keeps you away from the house longer. But I mean, we just kind of set what what was going to happen. So instead of me continuing to pursue the different um, careers that I was in, it was, okay, well, if we're going to have children, it makes a little bit more sense for me to stay at home since he's not going to get off at a normal time to come and pick kids up or whatever. So it was more of um, you know, I'm going to have to take a lot of the at-home responsibility. So how are we going to make that work? So I decided really just to be at home, which is what I wanted to do anyways. And I'm still doing that, but with a little things on the side. I wouldn't say little things. I yeah, mean, well, doing yeah. the, doing leading worship at church, <clears throat> you've taken that to a, a new level, I feel. And I believe more is coming with that, but also the the Stanton Avenue and all the stuff you, that's really cool stuff that people are interested in looking at and watching. So, yeah. So I think just from my perspective, um, one, it was something I wanted to do is stay home with the kids and, um, just do that. But I knew from the beginning, yeah, he might be home late and I might get a call that says he's going to be home at five, but it's actually, that means eight or that means like eight thirty. So, <laughs> and so I've learned that whatever time it is, add an hour to that. <laughs> so does that make you 
resentful or angry? No, no. I mean, at the beginning, I just, it was a learning curve. Like I, (laughs) he tried his best to, I mean, there's situations in his day to day that like he just can't get away. Even if he said he was going to leave at this time, he just absolutely can't leave or whatever. So I learned very quickly that that's, that's just how it's going to be. It's, it's a medical field and it's dealing with patients and it's dealing with different situations. So just kind of how it is. And I don't really, I mean, maybe at the beginning when we were dating, I don't know, but by the time we had children, I, I knew the drill. I I really really wasn't faced by it at all. So, you know, what I think is interesting, I think there are relationships like yours where there's one or two of the people, let's just say one, usually the, the male, not always, but usually the male, who has got one of those kinds of jobs like you've got. And there can be resentment on the part, let's say, of the female that he's not home again, da 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 you know. And there's got to be that agreement. So for years, I worked as a VP at a bank in Newark, and I was also pastoring, and I was a dad, and I was a husband. And there were many nights that I'm like... Uh, something came up. I don't know when I'm going to be home. You know, keep my dinner warm. I'll be there, you know. But uh, Tammy was a stay-at-home mom for most of that time. Not all of it, but most of it. And it was just, it was that same thing. There was no resentment. There was just, oh, okay, well, this is part of, part and parcel of the job that you've got. And I made really good money. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, Look, we want to take care of our family. We made this commitment to send our kids to to Christian school. That was very expensive. And I my job helped to finance that education. We have no debt because of that education. It's all paid for cash. And um, of course that was my retirement part of it too. <laughs> so I'm counting on you too to like, oh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> send some cash our way. I'm just kidding. But um, that's a very important thing. I think people can get into resentments about why well, he's not home again, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm I sorry. think that also has to do with the spirit and the attitude of that person that perhaps has a demanding job or a schedule that you know, requires him, him or her to be out is that if, you know, if your attitude was, um, not really wanting to come home or, you know, adding things to your plate that you didn't really want to come home, my attitude would be different. Well, Mm -hmm. you never want to come home. You never want to spend time with me. You never want to spend time with the kids. But I know that, (laughs) that when you call and say, I'm stuck at work, I'm so sorry that you really want to be home with us. And it's not out of a spirit of, I'm staying here at work because I'm not going home, mm-hmm. you know? So well, what do you got to say about all that, Josh? What, what's your perspective? Well, I mean, to be honest, like it's, um, and, and she's right. There's no resentment. I don't ever feel that at all. And actually sometimes people at work will joke like, does, does Tiffany ever get mad that you never leave on time? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean, Tiffany knows. So before, you know, when I was working just on the counter, didn't own pharmacies or wasn't in management, I had a pretty set schedule and I could leave it at, an, at I let, the store was closed and I could come home. Um, and when I wanted to go into ownership, I knew that that was going to be long days, um, way past closing. Um, and these are discussions we had before we ever decided to do it. Because, I mean... It's not fair for me to say that I own the pharmacy. We own it. Um, so, you know, we we had a discussion before we ever went into that, down that road. You know, if we do this, this is what I want to do. This is what I've always wanted to do for my career. But And I think it will be better for our family down the road. Um, but here's the, the risks. Because, I mean, starting a business is risk too. So that was another thing that we discussed. Like, are we okay with that type of financial risk to go out there? And um, the amount of time that I'm going to spend after, you know, extra on top of just the, you know, the 40 hour week, um, on this. And so we had good conversations before we ever jumped into this. This wasn't just, I'm going to do this and that's the way I'm doing it. This is what I have to do. We, we decided together as a team, um, before we made that decision, same thing with when I took the VP of operations, because I knew that was going to add even more extra time on my plate. We talked about that something I wanted to do because it was going to further my, 
further my career and give me opportunities that I didn't have at the time. But I wanted to make sure she was on board with that. So we had all those conversations up front, which I think pay dividends. I mean, you got to go into it as a team. And, and, and we did. And no, I, there's, there's never been that animosity. And I do come home late a lot. I try to get off, but something always seems to happen. You know, one thing that is nice about where I work is Sundays we don't, we're not open. So we can always count on Sundays that I'm not going to be at work. Um, and so Sundays after my job. Yeah. So Sundays <laughs> is Tiffany's, Tiffany's uh, right, yeah. work day. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Never thought about that. Um, but yeah, it, 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 honestly, it's just, it's just about conversation and communication. And, um, you know, honestly, even though it's what I wanted to do as a career, if, if Tiff said, no, I don't, I don't want you to be at work more. And I don't want, I don't want to take that financial risk of, of you opening a, a pharmacy. I wouldn't have done it without her backing. You know, we're a team on all those decisions. Um, I guess that's kind of, for me, I know that I have her support and she's behind me. Um, because we've, We've discussed it all. Right. That is so, that is so, 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 so important. The discussion and the agreement and the buy-in to the direction is critical for harmony and for peace and for things to be able to go forward. If you don't have that, you're going to have turmoil and ultimately the relationship, the marriage is going to fall apart. And I think that happens with a lot of people. So I want to I get to at least one more thing here, and that is how of the kids, uh, you have two, two children, Theo is five and Lucas two, how has that changed your personal relationship and the dynamic of your family? I know for us, we were married for seven years before we had Trent. And yes, seven years, it was just the two of us. And it was a negotiation (laughs) to uh, convince Tammy that we probably needed to have a child, you know, because I wanted kids. She wasn't sure. And when at the beginning of our marriage, we said five years, we'll talk about it. (laughs) So after five years, I said, hey, what do you think about us having a baby? And she's like, I don't think I can think about that right now. So let's put that off for another year. We waited another year. I'm like, okay, God, you know, I'm going to wait another year here. So then at six years, I said, hey, what do you think about having a baby? And she's like, I want to wait another year. <laughs> so I only waited, what, six months to bring it up? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and looking back, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why did I? Why did I rush that? Yeah. But, but but we you, didn't because I kept I, yeah. I I was I was <laughs> Tammy in this one. I was like uh, I I want kids, but I want I want a little bit of time. You know. So what I did with her is I prayed. I said, God, I pray that you change her heart. <laughs> and aren't you glad? Because <laughs> you wouldn't be here. I pointed to Tiffany when I said that. But after seven years, she's like, I yeah, I think I'm ready for this. But I'll tell you. It was a major, major change. And then Tiffany came along. Trent was like this perfect little quiet sleep all night baby. And then Tiffany came along and it was like three months of nonstop crying. And we're like, oh, dear God, we got the wrong kid. So what was the dynamic change? What, how did that affect your relationship, your, your goals? Your, and how, what, what happened with that when you had Theo? I mean, things changed, obviously, but I kind of feel like we jumped right into parenthood without like really a glitch and that's my kind of opinion on it well i mean theo did sleep so good i mean i had to wake him up people think we're crazy theo slept in his own bed (laughs) from the night he came home from the hospital and he slept for i mean i I think he slept for eight hours but he didn't i had to wake him up tiff had to wake him up to feed him i mean he slept there was never this, uh, I mean, I've seen people have babies and they, they don't get sleep for years. That didn't happen. So that was a huge, I mean, that's a big, that's a big relief there. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a major stressor. Well, yeah. When you can't right. sleep. You can't sleep. Yeah. And you got work responsive, like with me, like with you, I mean, going to work every day, I needed sleep because I had a lot of stuff going on at work. Well, even from the beginning, before we knew <laughs> he was a great sleeper, Uh, we talked about that because I didn't have to wake up. I was able to, you know, take a nap when the baby naps the next day. And I didn't 
you know, however people do it is, you know, based on each situation. But, you know, I told him, don't wake up. I got it. I, I can, I can do it. I can sleep during the day if I don't get any sleep or whatever. That's something we decided while I was still pregnant with him. So yeah, luckily we both, we got a good sleeper, but. I mean, we're very blessed in that regard, Josh, because Tammy did the same thing for me. Yeah, I She think knew that's men in general. I had to be up at six. <laughs> I was usually up at six o'clock, had to leave by seven. And she's like, I'll take care of the babies. So, and she did. And I'm so thankful for that. Tiff did most of it, but really he did sleep through through the night for the most part. But I mean, Tiff, I mean, honestly, she does because I'm at work and I mean, she she does the majority of all of that, especially when they're babies. Um, she she took care of about everything. And uh, when I get home, you know, I get a couple hours with the boys and they're super excited and they want to spend time with me and it gives Tiff a little bit of a break. But I mean, still, like cause they're at home. Theo's just now going to school. It's not fair to say she doesn't have a job. I mean, she's got two crazy kids all day long and <laughs> very rambunctious boys. <laughs> <laughs> she does an awesome job. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't skip a beat. I mean, she re- even when I come home, it's not it's usually not this, oh my gosh, take him over, I'm exhausted. Those days happen. But that's just I mean, I don't know, Tiff was just born to be a mother. She mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. kind of what she said there of I don't feel like it was this big thing we just jumped into parenthood. Probably was a little bit more for me. Um a little bit not that I would say it was like really difficult, but she was just born for this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone that knows her or, or sees how she is with the boys, she just, she did. She just dove right into it and that she just knew it. Like right. it was just instinct. And I think for Tiffany, that is probably innate. It was born in her, but she also had a very good example. Her yeah. mother is the same way. I mean, exactly the same way. And you know what? So I'm going to tell on Tammy, she's not here. She's actually watching <laughs> Theo and Luca. So she might be like crazy by the time we're done. Um, but she didn't play with baby dolls. She played with Barbies. She didn't, she wasn't this motherly kind of teenager. She wasn't interested in kids. If somebody, there was a baby, she'd be like, ugh, keep it away from me, you know, kind of thing. But as soon as she became a mom, that just kicked in. It was just there and she got it, you know, and she just did it beautifully. And she still does. And she's a great Gigi, you know, Mm -hmm. she loves her grandsons. But I think that is something that's inborn, uh, but it's also Uh, trained. It's also observed by kids. As I'm sitting here thinking and we're, we're talking about all this and there might be people listening that think, oh yeah, your lives are just so perfect. You know, everything's just, you just agree on everything and everything's perfect. And you know, oh, just talk about everything, you know, that kind of thing. And I really see, um, because my marriage, uh, with my wife, the raising of our kids, we were always very consistent. You know, we always had this thing. We agreed from the very, we talked, 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 and we talked about discipline before we ever had kids. And I'm like, listen, I, I don't want to come home and have you say, you need to take, you need to discipline them because they were bad today. I'm like, no, you need to, if they need the belt, you need to give them the belt. You know what? I mean, spank them. It's, it was never a thing. She always took care of it. And I didn't have to come home and be the heavy. I didn't have to be the bad guy. Now, there were times that there was additional punishment meted out because it was a really bad thing. Very seldom. I went and with... from Trent, not... <laughs> yeah, usually from Trent. <laughs> yeah, well, since he's not here, we'll blame him. Uh, but it was a agreed upon thing that our children will be raised consistently and they will be disciplined and they will be respectful to us and I think and to others. So that was a very important thing. And I I get the sense that you're trying to do that same thing. Do you feel that's important? Yeah. I mean, just what how you're saying, no, we're not perfect. Um, but we really, I mean, talking no matter what the situation, if you don't talk about it and you're not in agreement on it, it's not going to work. It's, I mean, with anything, I mean, even to the small things, uh, like how laundry's done, you know what I mean? Like he told me the other day he wants me to use more laundry detergent. I'm like, what do you need more laundry <laughs> detergent? 
I'm like, that stuff is expensive, but (laughs) it's fine. So, but just those little things, you have to talk about it. Just, I mean, I bring up the laundry detergent. Apparently it was something that was bothering him for like months (laughs) that I wasn't putting enough laundry detergent in, but it's like those things, even the little things you have to talk about because it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to talk about everything. And luckily I love to talk and you love to talk. (laughs) So, but with the kids, um, when kids came into it, I feel like we got into a new groove um, instead of, you know, one doing things our, ourselves on the weekends or weeknights or whatever. We had to learn how to prioritize our time together now. And that's that's a big learning curve when you Planning. have children. You have, yes. you have yes. to plan more. Yeah. Yeah. Just like what's going to happen when you come home at work at night. Just how, how are we going to spend our time together? And that's mm-hmm. important because you have to have that even when you have children. Right. So, yeah, it's all learning curve. But. So, obviously, church is important because you're the worship leader right. here. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's important to me that it's important to you because if you're not doing it, that means I'm doing it. And right. it's not something with my schedule that is easy for me to get back into. I, mm-hmm. I needed to step away from that. Where, where do you feel that commitment to God is today uh, with you know, seven years, a lot of changes in your job, you know, two kids. Oh, you just moved into a new house months ago. Well, eight months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was a one year trek. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you had a very different living arrangement. You yes. had to, you were going to your house, your new house every day, looking at watching construction, making sure things were right. And that was really like a full-time job for you, Tiffany. I mean, you you did a lot of stuff to make sure that house was the way you both wanted. Um, So I I think people need to hear about the, the busyness of your lives and how you maintain that relationship with God to be at the center of everything. Yeah. So, I mean... I have this written down at the front of my journal, but it's just, um, I wrote it down at the beginning of 2021 and that's just what's important to me daily. So I start out the day, what's going to be important to me. If I get nothing else done, if I don't do all those little short list things that I want to do, the eight loads of laundry or, you know, whatever, what am I going to do? That's going to be beneficial for me, my marriage and our family. And that's first, uh, spend time with God, know God, show God. That's, that's priority one for me. Priority two is make time for my marriage and whether that's spending time together or just even praying for him that day, if we don't spend time together or whatever. And three is our family. Make sure that I'm, I have a a very low patience tolerance. And I've learned that when I became a mother, I didn't, I didn't really realize I struggled with that at all until I had children. And I realized I have zero patience. So that's something I have really tried to work on, especially with the addition of two kids. Cause it's just, you know, more, but, um, my daily, I pray for patience and that I can be the best mother I can be to them patience and, um, just have fun too, because they're just still little kids. So, if I don't get anything done in the day, at least I'm furthering all of us, you know, in that way. If I don't get the eight loads of laundry done or whatever. Josh, or the what about a really up. little bit of detergent? <laughs> detergent. Yeah. I, it, I'm going to tell you it's something. It's because I'm very frugal and it's something I'm working well, on. I don't like to spend money. I, I really don't. I tell you this, but <laughs> I, t- I, it's funny to hear you say that because I have become this detergent minimalist. <laughs> 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 and, and actually, because we got a new washer, it says don't use too much detergent. That's what because, my pop says. Because it, it actually... The cleaning power of the, anyway. I <laughs> so, watch too many minimalist videos on YouTube. Oh, and at yeah, the end of the day, I'm like, let's get rid of all of the things in our house. <laughs> My shirt smells so much better now that we have doubled up the detergent. Right, load. right, right. Um, so a, a couple things on that. So we talked a little bit earlier. We're talking about our relationship, our relationship with God. And you're mentioning, you know, Tiffany is the worship leader here. And uh, 
so we were talking about earlier about my job and you know what I do. And so usually I'm always in a leadership position um, at, at work. I'm, I'm in a leadership position that's kind of been, you know, through college. I was in leadership roles. I was an RA. That's always been me. So that's kind of been an identity, um, quote unquote. And when we decided to come to church here, um, I, I felt God kind of tell me, like, I wasn't going to take a big leadership role here. It was going to be my job. Um, it's, and this was weird for me, but it, it, it came from God and I knew it was the right thing of, I was going to take a back seat so Tiff could take a leadership role. And, 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 and listening to that, hearing that and really, um, putting it in my heart has been really good for me because I don't think, you know, it'd be hard for her to be up on that stage every Sunday and putting in the work she needs to be in that leadership role. If I wasn't taking the boys to church on Sunday and, Anyone that knows me knows that's a big chore for me on Sundays. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, us being here and and the roles Tiff, role Tiffany is in, you know, God put that on both of our hearts. And, 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 and like, again, for me, it was it was a role that I'm not used to. Um, and I was kind of like, hmm, really? You don't want me to be in that in a leadership position right Although now? you do have a role. I do. You do. You're on the board here at the church. And, so, and that's a very important thing. Cause I need advisors. So, it, it, and it's, and I think, and that will, that may change, but you know, when we first came here, that was a really big calling. I felt of you're, you're going to take care of the kids. You're going to, you need to, you don't need to be the one that's the, the leader, the one up front right now. Um, and, and again, that may change and, mm-hmm. and, 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 but, um, listening to that, um, allowed us to do what I really think God wanted us as a family to do. And that's, Tiffany to be, you know, leading worship, which I mean, has been incredible. Mm. Um, awesome. Absolutely and, awesome. And, and it brought us here and it was, um, so there's been a lot of callings, you know, just to get here. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I remember the night we decided to come to church here. We had nothing against our old church. It wasn't, we weren't looking to leave. We, uh, we had a night at your guys's house. We we're having pizza and you just started talking about the vision of the church and, man, God just started speaking to me right away. And it just was stirring in my heart. I'm like, oh man, I really, I don't want to leave our church. Like, I don't know what to do. And and then it just, it just got so overwhelming. You just get that mm-hmm. feeling. It's like, it's in your- And I said something to you in the car. You said yeah. something, you're like, I think we're supposed to go back to my dad's church. I'm like, oh my gosh, so do I. I, <laughs> I know was we like, are. But I don't know if I can do it because <laughs> I'm like really involved. Like that requires a lot for me to just like say, okay, guys, see you later. Mm-hmm. But you know, everything kind of. But it was. Out, it was. But. God went. Out, I mean, He was speaking to both of us strong that night, and we right. that that conversation in the car. We both knew it, right? I mean, it's you're hearing the same thing I'm hearing. This is the calling for us. Mm-hmm. We have got to go. And uh, um, and then as things kind of moved along, I mean, I think you guys came over another night and we talked about Tiff going in. Oh, I think pasta. you had fish tacos and they were really awesome. You can <laughs> invite us back anytime for fish tacos. We love it. Yeah. And we and we got into that conversation and then I don't know when it was exactly, but I just felt you know, like I said, that calling of, and I back row, whatever you want to put it of, like I said, it's always been me to be, I want to be, I want to be a leader. I want to be up front. I want to, and I just felt like God saying, you need to take care of the kids and let her have that leadership role right now. That's the role it's I'm putting her in. when we talk into. about personalities because we have the same personality trait. If you look up different Enneagram things that list out bullet points, and it's funny because it kind of says us to a T, but I also feel like I'm the leader in all of my situations and everything I do. Right. So luckily that has never like, um, we've never butted heads about it because it's really, it's our relationship is really cool because, you know, when he's on the phone for something for work, I'm like, are you speaking a different language? Because I'm like, I do not know what you're talking about. And I'll be talking about music. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. Or I'll talk about how to code a website. And he's like, you can just stop talking because I don't know what you're talking about. So it's cool that like um, none of our passion, some of our passions collide. But the things that uh, we both feel called to do we can, we can kind of do separately and have our own identities and our own leadership roles in that. And I think that's really cool and fun for us. Mm -hmm. I think what's amazing is how that one conversation that we had, which we weren't using as a fishing expedition on our part, we were just telling you what was happening at Cornerstone. 
And that was even before, that was 20, that was 2019. No, 2019. It was like October. Summer of 2019. August, September, October of 2019. And then what? March, COVID happened. And then April, we got this building. And it was like, it was having you guys come back was like at the perfect time. It was just, you could see how it was God's timing and he's done that with so many people that are coming to church here. It was just at the right time that God converged us all together. And and for his glory and what he wants to do in this city. And I, I have this feeling that we're not there yet. I don't know if you feel that ever, but it's like we haven't arrived to the to, we're still on that journey that he's got for us. And I don't know where it's going to go. I'm excited about it. Even, whenever I think that, oh, this is done, it's like, oh, not yet. <laughs> it's, it's not, th- that piece isn't done yet. We've got to do that some more. And then God's just going to, who knows? I mean, the, just the fact that we're doing this podcast right now, we, yeah. we, that's something we've never done before. The Truth Talks, the Sunday live service has gone to a whole different level. We have 100 to 150 views every week. It doesn't sound like a lot to, you know, really big, you know, YouTube channels. But to us, I think it's pretty, pretty awesome that we've got a whole production ministry. And I don't even know if that's something that I had mentioned to you guys at that time that we felt like maybe God was going to do like a Cornerstone Productions. And boom, here it is. It's it's podcasts, it's YouTube channel, it's Sunday services, it's really awesome stuff. And I think that's going to continue. Okay, one last thing. I want you to give, give me your insight. What would you tell the folks that are listening to this relationship series? What is the one thing that you feel about your relationship that people that maybe are struggling or they're frustrated what do they need to know to do with their relationship? I mean, we talked about how we met young. So people listening to this podcast could be of any ages, which I think is important because um, you could be young and just starting out in relationships or you could be older with children and looking for somebody. Um, when you find somebody, I think that first step that we took in saying, hey, you know, I'm serious about a relationship, whether it's with you or if it's with somebody else. So don't play around basically. And I think like maybe I haven't been in the dating scene for a while, but maybe COVID kind of helped change that. People are kind of like, Hey, you know, I don't have a lot of dating opportunities. (laughs) It's my one day out in the past two months. I don't know, but, um, people may be getting a little bit more serious about dating, but talk about that, make that a priority, make sure that you guys are on the same page with, um, you know, biblically first, is that person a Christian or not? Because from there you open up an entire can of worms or whatever. Um, because we both started out, Hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian too. I believe in God that opened up that, that shut that can of worms from what we do financially, what we do with children, what we do in our marriage, what we do uh, while we're still dating or not do while we're still dating. You know, like all of those things stem from that right there. And that completely, that shaped our relationship and keeps us, you know, where we are now. I mean, because you think about it, you watch a TV show and, you know, you, you can clearly tell somebody's uh, not a Christian and they're going out and cheating on their spouse. And it's like, without that, Christian relationship without God, what would you care about anything? Sure. Just go ahead and do whatever you want. So I think it's really important when you meet somebody that they're on that same page with you, that this is how we're going to do things. This is how we're going to believe. So, yeah, I would say, um, for anyone listening, kind of what you touched on there of when you, when you enter a relationship, you want to make sure that you're equally yoked, that you both have those same, um, you know, you're both Christian. I've heard the adage, you know, kids, they don't come with a, uh, an instruction manual, but that's not entirely true. Anytime we may have a disagreement, we do have a common place to go look for an answer because we both have, we both know that the Bible is the word. It's the right answer. So we disagree on something and we go to the Bible and it's telling us what the right answer is. 
you know, neither of us are going to argue with that. So when it comes to parenting, when it comes to love for each other, um, financial decisions, you know, because we both know we believe the same thing, if there's any disagreement and, and we can pretty simple. And it, yeah. I mean, it really, it sounds almost too simple, but it, it really is how we live in our marriage of if the biblical truth is right there, that is the answer. And, and, and that answers just about anything. And I said it's simple, but it honestly makes things really simple because there's not much thinking about every situation. Like, should I go out tonight and, you know, try to find some other guy at the club? Well, no. Or should I do this to my child or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Right, it makes right. things very simple. I mean, I honestly think about the other side of life and that just seems messy. That seems hard. It is. Well, I don't think it would work because... Again, when I say like you and I both, like if it's if it's biblically ground, we're like, all right, this is the right. We do have a guidebook through life. Like it is, if that's biblically sound, that is the right answer for what we need yes. to do. But if you think, which I mean, it is sometimes hard to think about this because I I couldn't be in a relate. I don't think a relationship would work any other way right. because if you didn't believe in in God and, and what the Bible says, I would have no standing. Or vice versa, if we're, in, we're we disagree on something. I'd have no standing on what I'm what I'm telling you. It would just be a thought of mine that you didn't agree with. So, I I mean I think that's what keeps a relationship together is you got to have God in the middle or it's not going to work. And not saying that um, even if you are both Christian that everything is going to work out perfectly fine because it doesn't. Um, and that's where communication absolutely comes in. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they're a Christian, you're a Christian too, and things aren't going the right way. You have to have honest communication and, you know, bring a therapist or somebody into it, a third party to help you see things a different way, some counseling, but you have to have communication no matter what kind of communication that is. Just because you guys are Christians doesn't mean everything is going to turn out uh, perfectly fine and dandy. You have to talk, you have to communicate, you have to figure out. But without it, I don't think it could ever last. Absolutely no. And there has to be mutual respect for each other. So what you, what you said, Josh, about the word being the center of the agreement and the conversation, like you said, Tiffany, the communication, the conversation, all has to be around the guidebook, around yes. the reference manual. I've, already said, I've always said, I don't look at it as a book of nice stories I like to read. This is my life reference manual. If I have an issue, I go to that place and I say, God, what does your word say about this problem that I'm having? And it's all there. Like you said, Josh, it's all there and it works. And but could you imagine being in a relationship when you both had two different manuals? Oh my goodness. No. Well, and it's interesting that you bring that up because that was a prerequisite for me and for Tammy separately. So we knew we weren't even going to talk to people that were not yep. believers because we could not come from that from a different, I didn't want anything to do with it because I'm like, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever because of the issues. It, it's a lifetime of issues. And I, I know that there are people that are probably, well, I know this person and that person there. Well, you know what? I, I, I get it. There are people that do it, but it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Especially when children are added oh, to the mix. Yes. Very, very hard. Well, we, I think we could go on for another hour and we've, I think gone on for about a little over an hour and it's just been, this has been an awesome conversation. And you know, Jeff Mix and Ning Mix, uh, Ning and Jeff really felt like this was an important part of our whole relationship discussion. And it's so good that, and I'm so appreciative and thankful that you both uh, joined me this evening because I think this is adding, it's gonna add another whole dimension to our church, to the folks that are gonna listen to this and folks have been asking me about this for a while now. So I'm excited that, this, that you opened up your relationship to everybody tonight. Don't be surprised if you get questions, or, you know, like, what do you do when he does this? Or what do you do when she does that? You know, well, you know, be prepared. It could happen. And I'm thankful for that. So let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity tonight that we've had to talk 
about relationships, um, young people relationships, how to start it, how to go through it, all the challenges that are involved in keeping that together. And Josh and Tiff's story is not completely written yet. It's still being written day by day, as in all of our relationships. And Lord, I just pray that you bless them, bless their family. And Father, we just pray for all the folks out there that are going to listen to this, that are struggling right now with a relationship with a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and they're just struggling and they need answers from you. Lord, we just pray that you would help them to listen and to receive what they need from your word for their life. We bless you and we thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing for us at Cornerstone Alive and for what you're doing for people in this body. We bless you and thank you tonight in Jesus' name, amen. And I wanna thank everybody for listening uh, tonight and we just pray that you will be blessed by this and uh, we'd love to see you at church sometime and just join with us in worship and hearing the word of God. God bless you and we can't wait to see you again.